Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 153. Hope you're doing great wherever you are, whatever time of day it is, whatever day it is. I, I hope you're doing really, really great. I, I can't express to you how beautiful it is right now. I am looking as the sun is setting. The clouds are like an orange and a red uh, contrasted with the blue. I hope you've gotten outside in the last few days and just looked at how beautiful, how beautiful all of creation is. You know, it's interesting here. Uh, I've talked about this last week, but, you know, it's been raining a bit here in, in Southern California. And when it happens, we get these snow peaks. But I, I took this picture this week that was so cool. I mean, it was like kind of pouring down rain. I thought, you know, I'm going to go for a hike. So went up to this area where there's a waterfall and and so uh, just just wanted to be go away, just kind of do some thinking. And and there's a there's a rainbow that's colliding with the white on the caps of the mountain as it's raining. And I just had this like moment where I realized like in every storm, there's always a promise. You know, that's all I kept thinking of like, wow, that rainbow, it just stood out. And then just the beauty of all creation all around us. So amazing. So I don't know if you ever have these moments where you're just outside and you're like looking around and you see something and just get, you just kind of get taken away with it. Like the beauty of it, like sit in that moment for a second. Like, and if you haven't had that for a second, you gotta, you gotta get out there. You gotta go figure that out. There is something inside of us that just craves, it craves that kind of an experience because it's like otherworldly. It is this whole moment like thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're experiencing the kingdom of God throughout the day. And and I know, look, I know it's hard. I know these are rough, confusing, frustrating, overwhelming days for so many of us. But again, I, I, I want to bring us back to just get outside every once in a while and just kind of slow down for a second because there's just beauty, just real beauty all around us all the time. And uh, so that was one of those moments this weekend that as I was experiencing that, I was like, this is incredible. Actually, like it put me like in my it stopped me in my tracks. It just stopped me. And I just like oh my gosh, I took a picture of it and I just couldn't stop thinking about it and pretty incredible. So I got to the mountains quite a few times this weekend. My daughter and I went up to the waterfalls. I went up to the waterfalls, went hiking with a a buddy of mine and uh, just really got to experience all the beauty that was all around us this week. So wherever you are, I know a lot of you are getting dumped on with snow and that's so amazing. Love that. And uh, some of you are experiencing rain and that's amazing. No matter where we are, we're all experiencing the goodness of God in so many different ways. Even in the midst of our trials and our pains, our hurts and our doubts, slow down and see him. See all that he's doing all around us, even in the heart. So uh, for those of you uh, who continue to listen week in and week out, episode after episode, thank you so much. Love that we're doing this together, learning together. And uh, for those of you uh, who continue to give on Patreon, dot uh, com forward slash Front Porch Confessional. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And then there's a variety of other ways that, that people donate. Really, really appreciate it. It helps me to continue to move forward 
And so uh, I'm really, really excited about our passage today. It's kind of kicking my butt. And uh, at, per normal, if I'm going through something like that, if it's kicking my butt, I want to toss it over here to you. Sweet and simple. 1 John 4:19. We love because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. I remember, um, gosh, it would have been 12 years ago, maybe 13, my first time to India. You know, that, I, I've talked to many times about that experience, really overwhelming. Honestly, probably a, in, in a complete life-changing, altering kind of moment for me. That whole trip was just, it, it rocked me so, so good in the best kind of way. I don't know if you've had a moment like that where you just went somewhere or you just felt like you just got rocked, you know, and, and that was that first trip to India. Just really, if I look back, so much of the change in my life happened through that. Um, but on that trip, I met a little girl. Her name was Wasuntha. And Wasuntha was four years old. Her story is really, really hard. But I picked this little girl up. And all I can tell you is this. I immediately was overwhelmed with love for her. I mean, it was like, I, I, I can't even describe it. You know, Patty and I've talked about it. And, and it's almost as if she was a biological child. It had It had that kind of like oh my gosh, is she just felt like my daughter. And so we went through a whole process and uh, in, in trying to figure out what would it look to a, a like to adopt her that, that didn't work out. Um, but she just turned 16. Uh, she is, by all intensive purposes, we, we see her as our daughter who happens to live in India. That love that I had for her back then, I still have right now. And it was just this really strange thing. I mean, we think about love as, you know, like, oh, you know, when you have when you have a child, and you birth that child out, you know, it's like immediately you have this moment of love. And it was so strange. Like, here's a little girl that, you know, I didn't know anything about, nor was I expecting to have that moment. And it was something that God did. And I, I just experienced this overwhelming love for her. And uh, our hope and our desire is that she understands, as is with all of our kids, that she understands that love is not just from me. It's also that the love of God, that she would sense it so deeply. So, so Wasuntha knows one of the, her part of her beautiful stories. She knows that God's her father, her heavenly father. And we've been trying to even let our own kids, you know, completely understand that God loves them. He first and foremost is their father. I'm their biological father. He is the father of fathers and that he loves them. And that would transform the way they love, the way they lead. And so this is what, as I was working through this passage, it was so overwhelming for me is I had this moment where I just, I just saw, I, I remember that moment with Wasunta. I remember that love I felt and I was like, yes. And then reflecting on my own story of really truly coming to understand the love of God. And I'm just kind of a simple person. I don't know if you're like me, but I'm a simple person and I need simple truths sometimes. You know, the, the, the complexities in scripture and the, the complexity of what it means to, to follow Jesus sometimes, I feel like, oh my gosh, there's so much. There's so much theology and there's so much, you know, there's this view and there's Calvin, and there's Arminian and there's, you know, historical things and, and, and cultural shifts and all these different things. And sometimes the Christian faith can feel complex. And so when we have a verse like this coming from Pastor John, 
He wants to simplify something for us. He's trying to help get to the core, get to the core of what's going really on. And here is a very simple truth for you to understand and for me to understand. God loves you. God loves you. He has always loved you. He created you with love and he will receive you into eternity because of his love. Love is the greatest ethic. It's the greatest ethic in the Christian faith. It is the ethic that impacts all the other ethics. That's why Jesus summarizes. If you remember this, like Jesus summarizes the whole law by saying, love God and love others. And it is the love of God that sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for a people, you and me included, that betrayed and rejected him. Think about that. It was the love, it was his love that resurrected him from the grave. It is his love that brought Jesus home to prepare a place for you and I. And it is love that will eventually bring us home to heaven for all of eternity. God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you so much. Maybe you need to say that out loud. God, you love me. Thank you that you love me. I I love this old line from this hymn. I remember sitting, I went to Moody Bible Institute and I remember this, them playing this on the organ. They used to play the song, Oh, the deep love of Jesus. And it says this, the hymn goes, Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. Vast, unmeasured, boundless, and free. I love that. Just the the imagination that conjures up in my mind. I love that. And if this is true of Jesus, what Pastor John is helping us get to is this. What is true of us? Because Pastor John is trying to help his congregation understand how unbelievably important this is. You know, and these people, these people that he was pastoring were many times misguided. If you start looking at the John's in John's letters, he's he's there's kind of a frustration. They seem to have lost their way. They seem to miss it uh, so often. You know, they become consumers of this love and, and, and not givers of this love. And so John is trying to pull them back to this this ethic that is so important that impacts everything. And what John is doing is he's kind of confronting them. This, this passage is a, it's a beautiful passage, but it's also kind of a confrontational passage. It's going to put us in check, right? It's going to put us in check and, and he's trying to come after you and I as well. And he's, he's essentially saying, if you know all that Jesus has done for you and how massive his love is for you, It should impact what you do and how you live. It should change the way you love everyone. If you understand his love and you understand how, what it cost him and what, how he sacrificed, how it's impacted everything. It should change everything in our lives. So, 
Imagine with me for a moment. I love airports. I don't know if you're like, like me. I love airports. I love traveling. I love the whole thing. And maybe you're like, nope, not this person. Uh, but I do. I love, I love to travel. But I also, I'm kind of a people watcher. Not creepy guy, but I for sure love airports. I love airports because all the cultures are there. So all the different ways in which people interact. So I'll just, sometimes I'll get a cup of coffee, find myself a bench, and I'll just sit there. And I'll just watch. I watch parents with their children. I watch uh, older people walking. I watch younger people. I, w- I just watch all the different cultures and the way they deal with things. And, and, and it really kind of is an overwhelming thing with me. So this is what I want you to do with me. Imagine, imagine you're in a terminal, right? And, and, you're, and you're, you're walking down that terminal. And you, in your mind's eye, you can kind of see what I'm, uh, I'm kind of putting in my head too. Like you're walking in the terminal of an airport. And there are people all around you. Maybe you've been in an airport. I know it's probably been a minute, but there's people all around you, right? And they're, they're crowding you. And you have this moment that you know how much Jesus loves you. You feel that, you sense that. And my question for you is this, how does that impact the way you see all the souls around you? Like imagine you're just looking around at all these souls, all these people, and you're fully feeling the weight of what it means to be loved by Jesus. You sense it. You feel it. It's bringing you a joy. It's bringing you a peace that passes all understanding. And as you look at all of these souls that are walking all around you, do you feel obligated to love them? Because what I'd like to say and what John's trying to say to us is this, you should, you should feel completely obligated to love them because you know that's what Jesus' Jesus's love looks like in your life, that he loves you fully and completely. And you look around and you want all these souls to experience that love, that sensation, that truth, that ethic. And you understand that it's going to change everything. This simple verse aligns us with the heart of God. It was inspired by the spirit of God for the people of God to love this world, to live God's love out in this world so that they will know you by your love. Let Jesus's love shine through you so other people feel his love. This changes the way you live your life and it's a beautiful responsibility. The love of Christ is not just to be consumed personally. Like we should be grateful. It should be reciprocated. That's where the real beauty is. Because those who only consume love do not understand love. They just do not understand it. So the question is this, how does love, how does the love of Jesus impact your life? Heavenly Father, you love us. Thank you for your love. Spirit of God, convict us to live that love out in this world. So take a breath, reflect, 
and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Till next time, cheers.